Pitt knocks off Boston College in convincing fashion at the Pete. Let's talk about that and where Pitt's going in terms of this top 25 rankings disrespect. I think it's actually really helping them on court. It's all coming today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to an episode of Life from the Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Farrell. We're outside today. I couldn't not be outside. It's kind of nice out here today. 70 degrees, by the way, uh, in Pittsburgh today. I like it. I'll tell you, I actually do like it. This episode of Locked On Pit brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Folks, make everyone more visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get more. But yeah, hey, it's 70 degrees and you know, with how hot Pitt was on the court, they might have just made it happen here in Oakland to make it 70 degrees. When you set a temperature record the day after the scorched performance they had in the court, who knows, man. What surprised me, if it actually transferred over. But let's talk about this game, because this was a game where Pitt just kind of dominated. Um, not from start to finish, but in a lot of ways, they controlled the tempo. They controlled how this game kind of matriculated throughout. And there's actually so much to be impressed by in this game. First of all, I want to give a big shout out. <laughs> I know we can, can give this guy as many as much love as we want. We can give him uh, as many props as we want to give. But but truly, this was a masterclass game from uh, you want to talk about Quentin Post, who we had talked about on this podcast, right? A dangerous player that Pitt had to legitimately worry about. Legitimately, they had to worry about this team because of Quentin Post and what he could do. Federico took him out of the game and frustrated him. Like, I haven't seen no other big man do this year. Quentin Post snapped on seven points, two of nine from the field. He only had five boards, and he had five power uh, personal fouls. You saw the you know, four turnovers, too. Just how frustrated this guy was. This guy obviously was just over-pursuing it. And putting Post got taken out of this game very early on because of Federico. He's been such a delightful player to watch and just develop. Uh, his blocks, he's got three or more blocks in five of the last six contests. Ten points in this one, obviously, that dunk. Seven rebounds, four offensive boards, man. He crashes the O boards hard. Um, this is a guy that's just – it's tough for me to tell you the last a player just to prove as much as this guy has. Like, Fede is that unique guy that legitimately has been all in here. The dips in his resume really aren't there. He started really well, right? John Hewley came in. He just got reinserted to the lineup, and he just hit the ground running. And play even better. Like, he truly has gotten better every game, every challenge that you give him. Okay, give him Armando Baycott. Well, he'll take that on. Give him Kyle Filipowski. He'll take that on. Give him Derek Lively. He'll take that on. That was probably his roughest moment of the year, right? That Duke game where he was trying to put up a shut up. Duke got him a little bit. Got him into foul trouble, forced Pitt uh, to kind of play differently than they wanted to, and then he just came out the game and just get better. 
it really is special to see this guy just improve. He really is a special type of player in that regard. Uh, just his consistent improvement and what he does for the rest of the team around him defensively and offensively. He sets screens, he blocks shots, he's a rim protector, he gets rebounds. Like he is not a he's not a sexy player in terms of what he does on the floor. Right? He's not going to get you 20 a game. Uh, he's not going to score bunches like a Blake Vincent will, but he does everything he is asked to do at an exceptionally high level. And that's what makes Feder Federico so good. And why he's going to make, in my opinion, he should make the all-defensive team for the ACC, it just it makes so much sense at this point for him to make that team. He deserves it. He's earned it. And then let's, let's kind of shout out something else with this group uh, in terms of what they have done. Like it's, I have – I'm not sure I can remember a guy that goes from here to here in terms of scoring. Starting out a little rough. 21 points, and he scored a lot of those in bunches. He can put up 21 points in the blink of an eye. You know, six three-pointers. He's shooting 38% in the field. If you told me he was shooting that well from the field before the season, I would have said you were you were just – you didn't understand the type of player this guy was. He's been a completely different type of player than you thought he was. Yeah, he has some physicality. He's starting to kind of understand when to drive and make creative shots as he's going in to create a little bit. But he could be a catch-and-shoot guy from deep. He shoots 38% from the four. Seems to have to play four out because the guy can shoot the ball as well as anybody in the conference at the four spot. Uh, he's just a unique talent in that manner. It's really something to watch. He's truly a game-changer for Pitt. And the fact that he just scores and punches like he does. Like, I'm trying to think of a guy that they've had in a long time that just scores and heats up like that. Um, you know, Champagne could do it, but it's consistently. Um, Lamar Patterson could do it, but, you know, he had different modes to his game where he didn't do it a ton. Uh, you, you look at maybe even an Ashton Gibbs. Uh, but even not that. Like, the player I, I think of when I think of, who has scored in bunches this much and who is this good from all levels of the floor? Like, he's in rare company. Um, I think we're starting to get a lot of guys in rare company in this team. Like, Jamari Burton's impact is in rare company. Uh, not as many guys mean as much to their team as Jamari Burton does for pit, for pit squads. He's very Brad Wanamaker-ish in a lot of ways. Meanwhile, like, you look at Henson, and Henson has a lot of you know, interesting qualities to him. In terms of the scoring in bunches stat, I said, uh, I think he's very Sam Young-esque in that way. He's, but he's a unique player. That I don't think has a perfect player comp that I've ever seen. Very, very special player. And then also, I just want to talk about Nelly Cummings. You know, I know he gets the ire of fans sometimes, but he was banged up coming in this game. Had 11 points and eight assists and five rebounds too. And he played such a great game in this one. In 29 minutes, he gave them everything they needed to. You know, he's, he's a guy that can struggle with some length and, and understand that he's only six feet tall. He's an undervalued player. His three-point shooting ability is there, very good, too. He's back shooting up over 35% on the season. Uh, he's a career 36% three-point shooter, so he offers that. He's a really quick guy that can create and get to the basket. He's a winner, and he's a high-character guy. I, I just think that's kind of what you get from a guy like this and, and that's 
why it was so important to get him on board first, right? A guy that has been to NCAA tournaments, a guy that has won, uh, a guy that has done a lot of different things to where he is at, he has done all those things. And so he just continues to do great things. And, and I love seeing Nelly Cummings really flourish here at Pitt. I want to keep talking about this game and why I think it was so um, just impressive how they did it with the response to the national disrespect. The first folks want to let you know about FanDuel because FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. And it's the midway point of the NBA season. And now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. This folks new customers get a no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 its bonus bets back if your first does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use if you wish to use it. Folks, all you have to do is bet on everything. You can do money line. You can do point scores. You can do free drain. You can do so much more with it all. And you can pair them together. So you can do parlays for a bigger payout on that same game parlay if you want to combine your bets. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to Fandle.com slash LockedOn, that's Fandle.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with Fandle, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, folks, let's kind of switch back over now. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. To risky. I could talk a lot about individual contributions. I just want to shout out guys that, you know, stuck out in a really good way. Uh, obviously, Henson did. Obviously, Greg Elliott's great, too. He's a legitimately elite three-point shooter um, that shoots 41% in his career. We know what he is, and he understands his role. But I think that's something we haven't talked about a lot on this podcast. How well everybody understands their role and how well they just buy into it. And the unselfishness of this team is so commendable. And it really is kind of one of the driving reasons, I believe, behind why this team is so successful. Jamaris Burton wasn't having a, a great night here. No, he only scored 10 points. For Jamaris Burton, that's child's play. But he changed his game in this one to become a defensive grinder that could open it up for other guys, use his magnetism that he gets because everyone thinks that him, Art, like he's that type of guy that is truly special in that way. Um, he is a guy that offers you different options every night and he does it unselfishly so. Uh, you know, it, it's really fun to see um, that guy even when he's not on his game. He wasn't going to a seven from the field, but he did so many things outside of his usual scoring in this one. Federico, we talked about him. And he just embraces that role. It's not a, it's not the dream role everybody wants, but he doesn't care. He does it and it does it with time on his face. I think that's great. I think Greg Elliott understands. All right, he's a 3 and D player with the elite shoot, right? He doesn't try to be something he's not. He doesn't know for pushing. He just plays to his strengths. Blake Hinson knows what he is. Nike Sabandi 
acts like that spark plug off the bench that everybody knows he is. It Everybody just fits into their roles well. And it doesn't matter what game it is. Everyone figures out what their roles are in that game. You know, if it's Nelly Cummings and he has to score, he will. Um, but if he's having a bad night and he needs to kind of step out of the way and, and it's not his night, he will. Like, there is an unselfishness to this team that allows them to grow and set an example. This is what Jeff Capel has wanted for four years before this. He hasn't been able to establish it in his culture. This is what he has wanted. This is a huge reason why Pitt is where they are. And they don't blink, and they don't crumble. I mean, Boston College won an 11-0 run early in this game to go up 16-10. to They then extended their lead back out to a seven-point lead after Pitt had cut it to one. It didn't matter. Pitt doesn't care. They ended up beating them by 19, and it could have been worse. It looks a lot worse, uh, quite honestly, if you watch it without the box score. Pitt has been playing at different levels, and they win in different ways, and it's very, very conducive to making deep runs in the NCAA tournament. This team has a lot of unique qualities about them that a lot of Pitt teams even didn't have, and that makes them very intriguing and of course, for us, having seen Pitt in the tournament since 2016, it is certainly very intriguing because it is a different team. It's a team that shoots the ball so well and so much. Like Jeff Capel came into this one, came into this rebuild, and his philosophy was, all right, we're going to shoot the three and we're going to shoot it a lot. Well, it never really happened because none of that grip ever really took hold. But now it can happen because Pitt the shooters to rock with it. Like, that's the Duke style, right? You can have those bigs and you can obviously go back to the hoop. And that's something we haven't really seen this year. But really, you want to play on the perimeter. Uh, really, what you want to do is you want to go and shoot the ball. And that's what Pitt's doing right now. They're shooting the ball at ease. Uh, and they're shooting it at a high level. That and threes in this one, too. Uh, it's just been – Great to watch that group. And even when their threes aren't falling, they can win in different ways. They can become physical and make it a mud bath. Uh, they can they can force a lot of turnovers and cause havoc and run transition. We saw them do that in this game. They ran a lot in transition. Uh, they scored 24 points in the fast break area uh, in this game. Uh, so this team wins in a lot of different ways. They're a really good free throw shooting team, too. I love that. They can get to the foul line a lot, and, and they can really force you uh, – to, to worry about the shooting still because you know, when they start getting into the lane, right, they might be shooting four of 24, but they have guys that can score bunches, and when one of them starts to get hot, then it becomes maybe a frenzy, and that's why. This team is so dangerous. They're a good team. I, I think it's it's time we, we stop mincing words about this team, man. This is a good hit basketball team. Yes, they have some bad losses. The Florida State debacle, whatever. I understand it. It's a good basketball team, man. This team can play and you should be happy about it as a Pitt fan. I don't know how far they're going to go in the NCAA tournament. I don't know any of that. I don't know if they're going to win the ACC. I know all those are within their capabilities. I think that fact alone is extremely exciting just to think about. Um, if you're a Pitt fan looking at this team and the resurrection they have had this year, it is very special to see that type of resurrection and that type of transformation they've undergone this season. But I'll tell you what, you know, something else that really – that I really love about this win in particular, it, it's not just how they took away Quint Post because they did. They were great there. They've taken away L. Ellis and taken away other guys that are top players on these teams in recent memory. 
but what they did in this one that actually makes it even more impressive to me is how they respond to all this disrespect match. They don't get a top 25 uh, vote that, you know, they can drop one seed in the Illinois bracketology. Like, there's so much bulletin or material. And some teams actually would go into that and play over aggressive. And they would come in and cave. And they would actually overthink it. Instead, Pitt just does what they need to do. Um, like, legitimately. They come into this one, and they just go and wreck shot. That's what you got to do. Show up, leave, and show you belong. I tell you why they're wrong. And Pitt did that. And that mentality, man, it is that of an old team. And we know that Pitt, of course, is an older team. And they play like it. And they look like it. And they're coached like it. And it gives them a lot of versatility to do a lot of fun things. Um, it's just very, very unique to see a team that can switch so many modes and then respond to outside pressure and just be like, yeah, you guys are wrong. We're going to show up here, show you why you're wrong, and we're just going to go full steam ahead. And I love that about them because they're going to get into the top 25. They keep this up. It's going to happen. Um, and they are going to get their respect. And they only have five games left. You know, they're on six-game win streak. They keep one up in you know, most wins of the ACC that they've ever had. Longest ACC win streak. Most threes. This team just keeps one up in themselves. It's like every time you think they don't have another year, they do have another year. Right? They beat Virginia. Well, then they lose to Clemson and Duke. But I guess it's over. They got to go at least two and one to make the tournament. How about they win all three? And then they just keep it going. Uh, I mean, it's impressive, right? Quad one win opportunity at Virginia Tech on Saturday. A big game for Pitt. But <laughs> who am I to doubt this team? Who am I? Like, I can't doubt this team anymore. They just keep coming up every single time I doubt them. Every single time I think they can't do what they do. Um, it's really that that type of team. Um, and so, I think it's time we start stop mincing words. This is a good basketball team. Uh, you could say, oh, it's a nice story. It's It really is quite quite a story. You know? We're talking about a group of transfers. Like, if you look at Jeff Goodman's top 100 transfers, none of these guys were on last year. None of them. It's like a weird ragtag group of transfers. Federico from Finland, who's a Juco guy in Northern Oklahoma, CC. Burton, who was a bench player at Texas Tech. Henson hadn't played in two years. Uh, I mean, you look at this. Elliot, a bench guy at Marquette. A Colgate, starting Colgate point guard is Nelly Cummings. I mean, all of these guys, man, they weren't loved. They weren't five stars. These were guys that not wanted really in the portal in a lot of ways. And yet, they came out, showed out, and they're coming together to be maybe the best story in college basketball this season. It's something to watch. And even after continued like shocking on, and Pitt still can't get the top 25, and, and now finally in the top 50 of net ratings, like all of this stuff just keeps happening. The team just doesn't care. They just go one game at a time. They have the right mentality. They have elite shooters. They have guys that can play defense. They have a growing five in, in Fede. They have a, a coach in Jeff Capey who's coaching with so much confidence in his team. You can just see it. Uh, they just do so much. And, and it's it's so good to see it. It's a good coaching job. The players are falling out right now. And, and this game against Boston College just encapsulates a lot of that, you know. 
could have been a loss for them. A lot of factors building up, right? They were due for an off day. They didn't have one. Um, it was a team that had a, a star player that could take over a game. It did not only not let him take over the game, they sure shut him down and frustrated him to the point where he gets thrown out of the game because he fouls out and gets a tech. Uh, I mean, there's so much to be enthused about with this game. And you should all just look at it and be like, wow, man, who would have saw this coming? Even your most optimistic projections for a guy like Henson and Federico, like the most optimistic projections weren't getting what they're doing right now. They are overachieving. They're going to have a guy on the all ACC defensive list. They have an all ACC. Uh, they have an ACC player of the year kit. Jeff Capel's probably going to be ACC coach of the year. There's so many things this team has that I, I just would have been like, wait, they actually have that. If you told me back in November, and this win just encapsulates a lot of them. You know, it, it's not some like absurd win. It's a Q4 win, so it's one pitch should. It just really, it really just encapsulates why this team isn't like other pitch teams. Why it's not like the other teams of the past, and why we why you need to start believing that Pitt is a different team this year. And really, I think that's the, the bottom line here uh, with the Panthers. All right, folks, as always, thank you for listening. Belinda here, as always. Hail to Pitt.